Welcome to the Buyer's Guide from WealthCap Holdings. This is the Buyer's Guide for those who are wise and smart beyond their years to get into real estate investing. And so this one, Devin, we are talking about what happens with property management. What does a property management company do? They've already bought the property. They, they got it. They're, they're going. And then next, yes. it's all about what happens from that point. Yes. So uh, this is something that, you know, a lot of investors that live out of state could potentially be concerned about is having a property manager that they know they can trust. So mm-hmm. uh, we are, we're hooking our investors up with the same property managers that we're using for our properties and our portfolio. I think that's really important for people to know. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we didn't just like pick somebody out of the phone book for you. These are the same people that we're using, <laughs> you know? So they're also managing our properties. Um, the moment that the paint is dry, whether or not, our buyer has actually closed on the property or not, we are going to start looking for a tenant. Um, It's not really a super long process, but it's really important to make sure that you find quality Mm -hmm. tenants. Quality tenants are going to take care of the property. They stay longer. You know, they're not very transient. So we're going to start looking for that tenant the moment that the paint is dry, which might be a couple weeks before our investor buyers actually close on it. So yeah. what does a property management company do? <clears throat> Essentially, they facilitate the, the search for that tenant. Um, they're showing the property. They're helping us screen potential applicants, verifying income, you know, checking references. Uh, background checks. Background checks. Yeah, all of that stuff. Vetting, vetting the tenants and being available to show the property. Um, there, you know, there are our boots on the ground um, for also what's what's happening in the rental market mm-hmm. in that area. So we will work with the property management company um, on what the rent rate needs to be and what the security deposit needs to be based on based on that market, which you know we've projected from the get go with the properties that we're buying and rehabbing and selling, you know, we have a general idea of what, what the rent needs to be. Sometimes you need to offer some incentives, um, you know, like in the dead of winter, things can move a little slower. Um, so we'll be able to help negotiate some of those things with the property management company for our investor buyers. So they are finding the tenants, they're screening the tenants. They're getting the contracts worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, they are also taking the monthly payments. Correct. Right. They're facilitating all that. So what happens when there's an, there might be an issue? Like what, what happens when a toilet breaks or there's a right. leak? Absolutely. Do they call, do they call me? No. My cell phone um, number? Do you give them my cell phone number, Devin? No, I do not. No. Um, yeah. The, the owner does not have to deal with any of those maintenance requests. You know, for one, they're going to have that home warranty in place. So if a if a claim needs to be filed on that warranty, the property manager is going to be able to do that on on your behalf. You know, that's not something that that you need to do. Uh, the property manager is also going to collect the rent every month. Almost everybody does it online with a software system nowadays. You know, so the the property manager is going to collect that rent. Automatic. Yeah, it's automatic. The property manager is going to collect that payment for you. 
And then they do, there is a monthly fee for property management, which, you know, is nominal. It's, it's worth every nickel. And, uh, if there's any maintenance fees that need to be paid, they'll, they'll take that from the rent and then disperse your payment to you. You can have it direct deposited or, uh, I mean, they could probably mail you a paper check if that's what you wanted. If anybody does that anymore, it's weird, but, uh, (laughs) or just have it. Uh, Some people just like the feeling of getting a paper check in the mail. I don't know. Whatevs, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So what happens? Worst case scenario, you know, the, the tenant doesn't live up to their end of the bargain. They don't pay their rent. Gotcha. What, like what happens in that process? Um, and that is something, it's not very common. It's rare. Most of those problems can be avoided on the front end by being really, you know, thorough with your screening. Don't just stick anybody in in the property, which is what we're going to help the property manager do with, with screening that tenant in the first place. But sometimes it happens. In my experience, having had a, a property management company, um, I'd never had to evict anybody ever. There were a couple occasions when somebody like lost their job. And the easiest thing to do, honestly, was just to let them out of the lease and then find another tenant. That is usually the path of least resistance. And most people don't want to go, th- like they don't want to be evicted. You know, so if you can give them an easy out where they can just move out and no harm, no foul, and then we move on and find another tenant, um, that's the path of least resistance and generally works the best for everybody. What would you recommend? How many months of rent should someone keep in the bank for vacancy? Yeah, to protect themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. If they can, I would suggest keeping you know, six months to a year in a savings account because there for vacancy is a, is a potential, but in the event that there is some kind of a repair that could not have been, you know, could not have been expected, something, something comes up rather than put yourself in a position where you're looking for the money. If you just set the rent back for that first year, you're, positive cash flow, you know, make your mortgage payments and, and all of that. But if your positive cash flow from the property is say 400 bucks a month, save that 400 bucks for six months to a year. And then you've got, you know, up to $4,800 sitting in an account for you that if something were to happen, you know, you can cover all of your expenses. Or if you listen to some of the stuff that Taylor and I have taught, you know, we talk some about creative financing, which you haven't seen. Uh, I think we've talked about that in the Facebook group, the real estate, the portfolios group. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just having access to that capital is the important thing if you need it. Um, so for what I do and what Taylor does is we have HELOCs on our houses. So, you know, whenever we need that money, if we do, then we have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really the the, the important point. Um, okay. So. Essentially, the the property management company, they're going to handle everything A to Z. So you never have communication with yeah. the tenants. No. You don't deal with leaky faucets. No. Any issues that could arise. No. That is all going to be the property management company. Um, so that you, essentially, you have a very leveraged asset. And what I mean by that is your time, right? You have something that is 
growing in value, which is happening in the markets that we're, pur- we're purchasing in. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a big part of why you're buying with us and why we're buying the properties we are, number one. And two, you have your time. You know, you have cash flow coming in to your business, your LLC, your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not requiring your time. Exactly. Which is huge. It's huge. And so really, I'd say what next steps would be for you once you kind of get into this process, if it's your first property that you're purchasing, kind of get your feet under you and then look for the next property, you know, that you can acquire and just start to build your portfolio as, you know, we've quickly done this year or in the last year and uh, we're aggressively growing. But what's really important for us is make sure that we grow right. Yes. If we... We can't have the aggressive growth without the right growth. So they have to go hand in hand. And so right growth means we're making the right decisions. We're passing up some deals that don't make sense for us or our investors. We're keeping um, a healthy number of reserves in the bank account or access to that capital if we need it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we never get into a place where we have to do something. Right. We are at a place where we have options all the time, and that is a, a safe, healthy place to be as an investor. You don't want to ever be at a place where you have to do something or you feel like you're backed in a corner. That's not good investing. So make sure that you're making healthy decisions from a healthy place. And that's where you know, you'll know you be a great investor. And that's hopefully our goal for you and how we want you to think about everything that we're doing here. Totally. And like, we want to make it as easy for people as possible Yeah. to, to pick up investment property. You know, we've kind of, because we're doing it for ourselves, like we've done a lot of the troubleshooting already. We've figured out what works and it's, it's pretty easy for us to hand some of those deals over to other people, yeah. you know, who otherwise would never, I, I got a message just earlier today from one of our investors that's buying a property right now. And he told me, I've wanted to do this for years, but I never, you know, I never know, knew who I could trust. You guys are making it so easy, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's a guy who is an active investor in the stock market. Yeah. Totally. And he educates people on investing in the stock market. Yeah. Um, so it really is true. And a lot of people don't see our behind the scenes. And so maybe we should open that up sometime. Was, obviously, we have you, me, Taylor, um, Handsome Lance. Yeah. Who's <laughs> on the team. Um, so, and then we have some new team members, not not to mention our local teams. Yeah, our crews. I mean, that's just like our, our infrastructure in the office, uh, making all the transactions, sourcing the deals, um, getting the pricing on the deals, the, the management of the rehabs, yeah, um, we've our got financial side, managing the balance sheets. Like, we have there's a lot of moving parts. Agents and wholesalers and contractors and subcontractors. And uh, yeah, yeah, it is a, a big network of people that people can't yeah. see. Yeah, so it's great leverage for you as an investor to be able to piggyback off of what we're doing. Right. So totally. again, congratulations. And for you to build into for your future and for your family and everything that you have going on. Um, I'm just I'm really excited about what we're doing at Wealth Cap. And it's gonna be an amazing year. So I'm super, I'm super excited, super excited too. It's really yes, fun to be a part yes. of this team. 
So again, if you guys and gals have questions, feel free to reach out to Devin, Devin at wealthcapholdings.com. And if this, uh, you know, if this podcast has helped to answer a lot of your questions and you're ready to move forward, please go to wealthcapholdings.com backslash waitlist and fill out the little form to take a call with me and we can go over any additional questions you have and see if you're ready to, you know, to move forward and start acquiring some properties that are going to produce income for you. Awesome. Well, that's it. Happy investing. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Wealth Cap Holdings Buyer's Guide. For more info from Chris and Taylor, check out Portfolio Builders, a weekly show about money, wealth, and cash flow real estate, anywhere you listen to podcasts and at wealthcapholdings.com slash podcast. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash podcast. podcast.